I'm going to get it right this morning. Good morning, people of God. The whole morning, getting up, taking a shower, getting dressed. I'm like, good morning, people of God. Good morning, people of God. If you didn't hear last week, I started with good evening, people of God, and that didn't go over so well. So what a beautiful day the Lord has given us. Amen. 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 Special welcome to all of you uh, visiting with us for the first time. For those of you joining us online, we will be receiving Holy Communion this morning. So hopefully on your way in, you received a communion cup. For those of you at home, I invite you to grab some bread and some grape juice or wine following our time of confession. A couple quick announcements. First of all, maybe you noticed on your way in, I want to share that the the outreach for the, the kids' toys and things like that, that's due today in case you had any bags at home. Uh, you can bring those back early this afternoon yet. Um, we have some leftover cookies from our cookie walk yesterday. So if you missed out a chance to uh, to get some amazing looking cookies, holy cow, they are available for purchase. Uh, all proceeds go to help our quilters make more quilts for you know people who are in need. Also, if you placed any orders, those are available as well. But a huge thank you to all of our, you know, bakers and, and cookie makers. And it, it really was uh, amazing. What a spread, right? Yes. Jan says thank you. So, um, wanted to share, we will be hosting a blue Christmas service a week from tomorrow, Monday night, December 19th at 7 p.m. Now, a blue Christmas service is a service of, of hurting and healing especially for those uh, of us that don't feel so joyful this time of year, or maybe it's just been a rough couple of days or weeks or months or, well, years, right? For whatever reason. So the service will also be online. And I know it is so much easier to watch at home when we don't want to be around people, when we don't want to, you know, just be vulnerable together. But I want to encourage us all to come and be loved in person. It really does make a bigger impact when we can just be together, even in our hurting. Amen? Amen. We have three services on this Christmas Eve, 2, 4, and 6 p.m. The 2 o'clock service will be more tailored towards kids. Uh, We're going to have a different kind of message, just so you know. So uh, the 4 and 6 will be our traditional Christmas Eve services. Uh, We'll also be worshiping on Christmas morning for one service at 9.30, and uh, I'm saying PJs, as long as they're appropriate. Yes, PJs. Uh, we're also in need of a few more people to sign up for ushering and greeting on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So if you are available, uh, both jobs are basically done before worship starts. So we invite you to, you know, come and, and help us out on that. Final announcement I wanted to share. January 1st through the 7th, we are partnering once again with Utica United Methodist to help them host a warming shelter for around 80 guests. Uh, We're asking for volunteers to come for any of those nights to help feed, talk, or pray with the homeless, or do little side jobs wherever there's a need. So if you're interested or able, just contact us in the office or uh, John Gayhart right there. Uh, He's a wonderful man to talk to. He's been our connection with United uh, Utica United. So um, what a great way to start off the new year by helping those who are way less fortunate than we are. Amen? Amen. With that, uh, we continue our worship service with the lighting of our Advent wreath. We light the third candle of Advent. 
We look to John, the one you sent to point us to your light. The light will come into our world and enlighten everyone. God sent John the baptizer to prepare the people for the coming of Jesus Christ, the true light of the world. John called for people to repent of their sins and live faithfully. He baptized with the cleansing water and proclaimed that the new life, Christ, the one that would follow him, would bring. This Advent, we ask for God's mercy and a joyful new beginning. Merciful God, we give thanks that you send messengers like John to call us to greater faith. We ask in these days, we prepare you in prayer and acts of holy compassion. Forgive us and lead us to your light. Amen. Would you join us in singing? Let us pray. Stir up the wills of all who look to you, Lord God, and strengthen our faith in your coming, that transformed by grace we may walk in your way. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. And all of God's people say, Amen. Please be seated. Well, sisters, brothers, dear ones, grace to you and peace from God the Father, from our Lord and our Savior, who is once again on the way into our world and into our hearts. Amen. This morning we enter into our third week of Advent, a time of preparing together for the coming of Christmas and for the birth of our God. Two weeks ago, the message we received was one of encouragement reinforcing the need to be watching for God together, to be on the lookout all around us, not only for our own benefit, right? It helps us when we see goodness and mercy and forgiveness and love all around us. But it's also on us then to point the fingers and say, look for other people to also experience the hope, the peace, the joy, and the love that this season brings. So it's good to be on the lookout together. 
Well, last week we heard from John the Baptist boldly crying out in the, in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord and make his paths straight. In fact, he was so bold, people were coming in droves, miles and miles around. All of Judea were coming to hear John the Baptist, to be baptized by him. He was even so confident and bold that when the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the religious leaders of that time, when they showed up, he called them a brood of vipers. Woo! Talk about confidence. Well, this week, we take the next step of getting ready during this season of Advent. As we hear from Matthew yet again, this time a few chapters ahead from Matthew chapter 11, I invite you to follow along on the screen. When John heard in prison what the Messiah was doing, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to look at? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? Someone dressed in soft robes? (laughs) Look, those who wear soft robes are in royal palaces. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet, this is the one about whom it is written, see, I'm sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, it's quite a change from last week, isn't it? I mean, last Sunday's gospel, it all but brimmed over with John uh, John the Baptist's confidence and his clear and compelling call to repent. He knew exactly who he was, what he was there to do. He was the one to prepare the way for the Lord. And he did so in huge fashion to get people to turn from their ways, to reconnect with God, to make a straight path for Jesus into their very hearts. Yet John's tune changes big time in our reading today. Now sitting alone in a dark and dank cell, it's pretty obvious that John's questioning his earlier confidence and perhaps his very mission and identity Did you hear what John asks today? It was one of these readings again where I, once I read that question, I couldn't get any farther into this reading. It just stopped me in my tracks. John has one of his disciples, one of his followers tell Jesus, are you the one who is to come or should we be looking for another? Do you hear the difference from last week? 
Last week's reading, we, I mean, we've jumped ahead several chapters here, months ahead in Matthew's story, and John has moved from certainty to, to skepticism to maybe even outright heartache. Are you the one, Jesus? Are you the one or should we be looking for someone else? Are you the one or am I the one who's wrong? Am I the one who, who doesn't know who I am anymore if you're not the one? And yet it kind of makes sense when you think about it, doesn't it? I mean, fire and brimstone confidence turn to uncertainty and despair. Anticipation to disappointment. Hope to desperation. We know these feelings, don't we? They're not unfamiliar to us. We regularly charge ahead with our dreams and our plans, marching forward with optimism about our future, only to be stopped in our tracks and caught up short, whether by cancer or loss of employment or death of a loved one or the loss of a relationship or the temptation of something shiny or a brighter or any other thousand of other things that caused us to suddenly stumble and lose our confidence and question our faith. And this is all the harder at this time of year, of course, when the manufactured cheeriness of the season seems to belittle all of our challenges and make us feel inadequate if we're not, like shouting from the rooftops how amazing Jesus is. We're supposed to be happy this time of year, right? I mean, filled with joy. Tis the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. And at first I was thinking, what an absolutely awful reading to have on this day of all days in the season of Advent as we literally just lit the candle of joy. But the more I wrestled with it and the more I prayed over this and and really just kind of worked with this message, it occurred to me that this reading might just be exactly what we need to hear today. Because it introduces a little reality into our progress towards Bethlehem, which is simply that even while we anticipate the birth of the Christ child to give thanks for that gift and to believe that his death and resurrection promises new and eternal life, right? We love that part. Yet still things can be quite difficult in our lives. It doesn't pull us out of the realities that life is still tough some days. Even most days for many of us. And so a picture of John the Baptist. I mean, just, this, this is what blows my mind. It's John the Baptist. Jesus literally says, there's been nobody more important than him born to anyone. John the Baptist. Who have, who has thousands of people coming to him to be baptized. For him to get people ready. And it's John the Baptist sharing his doubts today. And I'm thinking a picture of John the Baptist sharing his doubts can, 
If he can doubt, <laughs> then we're not so bad. <laughs> we're, we're not so far off the tracks. It can actually reassure us, remind us that, that doubt is not the opposite of faith. Do you hear those words? Doubt is not the opposite of faith. In fact, doubt leads us into faith. Doubt is a part of faith. And that those who believe that the Christian life should be one kind of seamless transition from success to success, they just don't get it. That it's some kind of movement from having less faith to more faith. That's not right either. The Christian faith knows better because it's patterned on the Bible, on everyone who has experienced God in all those times beforehand. Have you ever realized that things are rarely ever perfect or put together in the Bible? That there is not a single person who actually gets all of their ducks lined up in a row? Not a single one. Why do we think that we have to? Jesus came not as this victorious conqueror that many then and maybe most of us today wish he would have. Instead, Jesus came and comes as Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. The one who doesn't eliminate or solve all of our troubles, but instead promises to walk with us through them all. He comes as one who holds on to us when the world and when we feel like we're falling apart. He comes as one who enters into our suffering and struggle and doubts and reminds us that we are not alone. He comes as the one who promises to bring us through all things, even death, to lead us into new life. That is what Emmanuel means. Even the book of John gets at this. Okay, the, the story of Christmas that we read from John, right? The light that comes into the world. Notice, John makes it very clear. The light of the world doesn't vanquish the darkness. John says, Jesus doesn't make it all disappear. Rather, Jesus shines in the midst of the darkness. The darkness is still there. And yet Jesus shines in the midst of it so to the point where the darkness can't even comprehend, can't conquer that light. It doesn't go away. It's there. But the light of Christ shines so bright it pushes it back a little. And so on this third Sunday of Advent, we stand with, with Christians of all time and all ages throughout this world waiting Waiting between that first advent of Jesus being born as one of us and his second advent where he'll come again in glory to heal all hurts, to right all wrongs, to wipe every tear from every eye and bring peace to all the nations. And so we wait. But waiting can be hard, can't it? We don't like to wait. We have fast everything. Even Amazon gets your presents there the same day. Wow. Wait until those drones start going. It's going to be ours. And here we are called to wait. 
and the collision of, of the festive, joyful nature of this season that we call Christmas and the experience of personal loss or the fears that we're feeling, all of that jumbled together, that can be painful too. It's literally why we continue to have a blue Christmas service every year. A special service to acknowledge that yes, yeah, part of us can celebrate that Christmas is coming, but at the same time we can acknowledge that sometimes life hurts. That there is loss, that there is disappointment and grief and depression in our lives. And at the same time, Jesus can hold them all together. Waiting is hard. And I think we forget that that's a part of the Christian life, this journey that we are on. And Advent is definitely a time where we wait, but we also prepare, right? What John was saying last week, prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. And so, yes, we wait, but but not like twiddling our thumbs and not sitting on our hands, right? We wait getting ready for the coming of Jesus, We wait for the time Jesus comes into our lives to bring healing and wholeness and love and forgiveness and mercy. And at the same time, you and I are called to do that as well. That by preparing to receive these candles that we light every week, right? Hope, peace, love, joy. We we light them as a remembrance that they come on Christmas Day. At the same time, we light them to remind ourselves it's our job to get it out there. It's our job to bring peace and joy into our communities, into our church family, into our homes and into our neighborhoods. To bring a taste of, of hope for those who are struggling, even if we're the ones who are struggling. I've often found that many times when I'm feeling down and out by, by sharing God's love with someone else, I find it. Or it comes to me as well. So if you find yourself struggling, the last thing you need to do is hide. Or to, to stay cowering in your home with the lights off and just, it's, I get it. That pain makes us want to curl up the same time Jesus says, I'm coming, I've got you. So much so that you can dare to get outside of your homes, that you can get outside of yourself and share some peace, hope, love, and joy. And you're going to find that it's going to find you as well. Getting back to our reading, John's question to Jesus isn't simply a question. It's also a plea for understanding and reassurance. Jesus, remind me again. You are the one, right? John literally was facing death in jail. He knew he wasn't getting out. He had to know that everything he had done, everything he had sacrificed was for the right reasons. And so he's saying, Jesus, remind me once again, you're the guy, right? And Jesus not only says, oh boy, am I the guy? (laughs) You go back and tell John of all the things that are going on. The lame are walking. The, the You name it. The people are being raised from the dead. I'm the guy. At the same time he's reassuring John, he's reassuring us, you and I. Because you and I live with our doubts and our fears every day too, don't we? Once again we go, oh, 
Am I really doing this for the right reasons? Is this really a thing? Are you really listening? Is this how life is supposed to be, God? And today Jesus says, yeah, I'm the guy. I'm the guy who's bringing all this, and at the same time, I'm the guy who's calling you out. The guy who needs you also to be my hands and feet. The one to bring God's promises of healing and peace. And so, dear ones, bring your deep concerns, your your heartache, and your disappointments. Bring all of who you are, trusting that Jesus walks with you through all of it. That's literally what Emmanuel means. God with you. And may you also hear the invitation that while we wait for our answers to our prayers, you and I can be the answers to someone else's prayers. To wait and watch, but also to work and go out again and care and love and and offer words and deeds of healing and peace that comes from the God that we know in Jesus. Today, Jesus proclaims that yes, John is an amazing prophet who calls us to get ready and then reassures that he is the one that we've been waiting for. And so come, Lord Jesus, come. Come into our lives, into our world, into our very being. Meet our needs and walk with us in our struggles and let us do the same with others along our path. Can I get an amen? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, in the midst of a a time of year that is so conflicting, where we are, are told that we need to be one way, to be happy, to be joyous, to be bouncing off the walls, to be buying lots of gifts, to be making sure that we're with family and friends and close loved ones. And at the same time, Lord, that might not be our reality today. That we, just like John the Baptist, might be sitting there in our doubts and wondering, is this really what life is meant to be? Is this really you, God? And so in the midst of it, Lord, I pray that you continue to embolden us, continue to allow us to hear what you shared with John today and what you share with each of us. That you are the one. And because of that, we know and trust that you are coming. And we know and trust that you come through all of us into the lives of those around us. Give us the courage this week to remind others that it's okay to not be okay and that they are loved just the same. We ask all this in your holy and precious name and all of God's people say, Amen. May children and heirs of God's promise, we now pray for the church, the world, and all who are in need. For each of the prayers, I'll give you a topic, and you pray whatever's on your heart this morning. At the end of each prayer, I will say, Lord, in your mercy, please respond with, hear our prayer. Let us pray. Oh, thank you so much, Heavenly Father, for that reminder of how great you truly are. That reminder to hold on to today in the midst of whatever we're going through, whatever's going on in and around our lives, that we can actually experience the joy knowing that you are great despite whether we're feeling joyful or not. 
Lord, we lift up to you all these people and places this morning that are on our hearts. We begin by lifting up to you your people throughout this world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all of creation and for this gift of nature that you've given us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the nations of this world, for the governments and for the elected leaders and officials. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all those who are oppressed, enslaved, or for those who are in greatest need, especially for the need of healing this morning. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We lift up to you ourselves and all that's going on in our lives, all the things that are on our hearts. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Receive these prayers, O God, and all those too deep for words. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, as we now pray the prayer he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. I invite you to take your communion kits or for those of you at home to grab your bread and your wine or grape juice. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, Take and eat. This is my body, and it's given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me, the body of Christ given for you. Amen. And again, after supper, he took the cup, he gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, and it's shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me, the blood of Christ shed for you. Amen. People of God, may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you this day and keep you always in God's grace. And all of God's people say, Amen. And finally, thank you for prayerfully giving to King of Kings to help support our ministries, the amazing work that God does through us. Uh, If you're joining us online, there'll be a QR code uh, at the end of the service. If you're here in person, there are buckets on your way out. That's how we receive our offering. Just know your generosity all adds up, regardless of how much, to making an even greater impact in our community. 
Finally, may you receive this blessing. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Amen. With that, people of God, may you go in peace and share the good news. Thanks be to God.